Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. My first season. Ooh, very, very special guest today. I worked with this a young man in Paradise Island during the 2002-2003 season. We worked on the beach together. He was alongside myself, a big, big, and Kim. We were there are four of us on the beach that winter season. Also, we're going to talk about. He used to play this song during our long winters on that beach. It's a song by Coldplay. And when I touched base with him recently, he couldn't remember the song that irritated the heck out of me. But we're, we're going to talk about that song and now why, actually, I love that song by Coldplay. His first season was in Rio das Pedras in February of 1998 as an excursion geo. Without further ado, please, everyone, help me welcome Philip. How are you, sir? Oi. Hey, to the Greg. bang, to the bang, to the bone. To the bang. Okay, so I'm assuming if your first season was in Rio das Pedras, you are, in fact, Brazilian, true or false? Yes, Brazilian from Sao Paulo. From Sao Paulo. Okay, very nice, very nice. I find it interesting you told me your your first season was Excursion Geo because I know you as a very good sailor, windsurfer. So before we get into that, did you learn sailing while you, when you were younger or did you learn it in Clement? Yes, right. I had my uh, an uncle of mine who uh, owned a, a 45-foot yacht in, in Angra, which is near... Mangaratiba, where the club mat is located. And that was my first experience in sailing. I fell in love for it. But uh, for a long time, before I got back into sailing, I was pretty much into surfing. So I used to surf uh, a lot more than uh, sail until I, I came to, to Club Mad. That reconnected me to, to sailing. Okay. And I assume you found out about Club Med because at the time there was two in Brazil. If I'm not mistaken, there was a Taparica and Rio das Pedros. Did you live close to Rio das Pedros at all? Yeah, at the time I was living in, in Rio de Janeiro. I was uh, going to college in Rio. And uh, I actually didn't know much about Club Mad. I knew from it because my sister, she had been living in France for a while. And my brother-in-law, he had connections in Paris and in, in the office in Paris. And so uh, I was working in Rio in a, in a travel agency, a receptive travel agency, recept, uh, re- uh, working out travel from, uh, uh, for foreigners coming to Rio. They told me, oh, there's this, um, there's this job if you want. You, know, you, can, you can join Club Mad and uh, you can get interview for the, for the job. I found out that the, the office, Club Med office in Rio was right next door to where I lived. The funny thing was that my interview was with Janik uh, Dode, who was, the, he was the, the South America president of Club Med. So uh, I pretty much got, got straight into, into the job. Your interview was with the South American president of Club Med? Was that normal at the time? I guess not, but that's who interviewed me. Wow. Um, straight into the into his his uh, office, he asked me about what language languages I I spoke at the time, and we talked in French. So uh, I guess there was uh, I told him that I was working in the tourism industry. So that was I guess enough for him to propose the job at uh, excursions in 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 uh, Paris. Now wait a minute, where did you learn French? In France. I lived there with my sister. She had been ah. living in France for a while. And yes. And so I moved there. I went to a course in, in Paris for six months or so. And uh, since then, obviously, I uh, improved it by reading a lot and speaking French with my family, my, 
my brother-in-law and my nephews. I see the, now I see the connection for excursion. Okay. But when you had your interview, did you, were you able to choose from excursion or sailing or did you want to do excursion or did they, did they did you just take the first thing they offered you? Yeah, I pretty much took the first thing they offered and it was kind of uh, in line with what, what I was doing. So um, that seemed right to me. And it was great to get out of, of the big city, you know, and go to a little, um, to the to the village, which is, uh, what, maybe a, a 80 miles from Rio in a pretty nice and peaceful uh, uh, by the sea uh, resort. Now, did this president who interviewed you, did he tell you about the hours you would have to work? Yeah, he explained the, the, the deal. Okay. And I, I was I was young, I was uh, willing, so that was pretty uh, interesting to, uh, to me. Okay. Can you, for those that have never seen seen the uh, you know the village or pictures of it, can you describe the village of Rio das Pedros, like where it's situated? Yes. It's so it's situated about eighty kilometers from from Rio, down south toward the south. So when you head that way, you have the Serra do Mar, which is the, the, the mountain chain, which is really by the sea. And so the, the resort is between the, the ocean and the mountains. And the resort itself, it has a, it has, how is it called? It has a, um, a, a natural reserve, a natural reserve up the, the mountain where there is a beautiful uh, forest, natural uh, rainforest and, uh, and, and, and a creek that comes down the forest. This was one of the excursion, day excursions I would do with the guests at the time in, in, in Hildas Padres. And it's a beautiful scenery. Uh, the river, at one point, there's a pool where people can swim and they can swim against the, against the, the current of the, uh, of the creek. It's really beautiful. Do you recall when you arrived your first week? Do you still remember it now? Were you shell shocked? Were you excited? Oh, yeah. Nervous? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was funny because I decided to uh, head uh, home. Uh, I had to head there uh, on my bicycle. So I let um, I let uh, the the van that was going to Club Mad take my stuff, and I I I cycled there. I cycled um, from Rio to. Uh, to hear that's bad as it was a whole day thing. At the time, I think the the road wasn't as dangerous as it is today. Now there's uh, a lot more people living alongside uh, the road, and and uh, I don't think that would be a, a good idea today to do that to that to do that adventure. But at the time, that's what I did, and it took me like six hours. I wait. You I woke had, up early. instead of taking the, the bus, you took you rode your bike to the village. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure I I'm- loved I loved riding my bicycle. So I said, well, I'm not going to leave my bicycle in in Rio, and and so I rode my bicycle. I let the, the the van take all the all my my bags and the rest of my stuff, and it was great to have my bicycle there because I could even go up the natural reserve with the bicycle and do some downhill downhill uh, bicycle in the in the natural reserve in the tracks that are there. You're probably the only geo in the history of Club Med ever to do this. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, the geos, they can surprise you. So I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some of them did something uh, similar. Now, so you're, you're getting set up at excursions. Do you recall how many excursions that village had to offer? Oh, yeah. It was, um, there were uh, some nice excursions, mainly to, to Rio, to the city of Rio. So I would 
come back to Rio for the for a day. This particular excursion, well, we would take them to uh, the GMs. We would take them to to the Corcovado Mountain with the Christ, to the Sugarloaf, uh, riding the, the cable car, to a short stop on the beach. We'd have a barbecue uh, lunch. It was a pretty nice uh, day on uh, day in Rio. How long did it take, like for the oh, this, the bus trips? This, oh, the bus trip would be like uh, an hour. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, so it an took hour you, each way. Took you six yeah. hours to ride your bike, but it's an only an hour by bus. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that that fast uh, bike okay. rider, right? <laughs> now, were the majority of guests there of GMs uh, Brazilian? Many of them were, but most of those that uh, did the excursions were foreigners. Sometimes we would take uh, Brazilians also uh, along in, in, the, in the day to Rio. There was also another excursion. Getting back to the excursions we did, there was one to the to the Angra Islands, which would be a we would take a schooner that would go to the islands of Angra dos Reis, which is the nearby uh, city, right? There was a trip to Parachi, which is the old colonial city down further down south of, of the Club Mad. That would take us a three-hour ride south to, to Parachi. And it's a pretty uh, untouched uh, colonial architecture and uh, stone streets like a pirate village and guests will love it. I'm imagining since you're Brazilian and you spent time in France that you probably didn't have any culture shock when you arrived. There was nothing really that surprised you, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, the, the, the shock was like the, the life in the, in the village, right? The geos and how we became a, like a community in our, in our own, right? So uh, that was pretty different. What was the designation of that village? Was it couples, family, singles? What was it back then? Family. Family. family okay. Yeah. Family. Mm-hmm. So, you had, so you had mini club and all that. Yeah. Mini club. Right. During that first season, you know, as you're do, being an excursion geo, were you looking around at what the other geos were doing? And did you ever want to change your job that season? I didn't think uh, about that. I was pretty uh, into my, my job, you know, and, and I liked uh, the fact that I, I was able to not spend every day in, in the village. I like the fact to be able to go out, to come back to Rio sometimes if I needed to, to be with my parents. I could shortly, uh, when I left the, the guests at the shopping mall, there was a stop in the shopping mall in Rio. I could stop by my house and say hello to my parents. So no, I didn't think about changing my job back then but i uh, i did spend a lot of time in, at the beach with the with the with the sailing team there and the water skiing uh, when in my day off usually when i when i could i would i would do that so day off then might, might have been 99 then because i think the day off started in 90 like that winter season so 98 99 i believe so when i got to martinique oh, did it? yeah when i got to martinique well, yeah. Well, actually, no, you're probably right. No, no. Yeah, it was 98, 99. So I was in Martinique. So for October, and I think the day is off started happening. Yeah, during the winter 98, 99 season. So if you right had a day I, off, when they started yeah, yes. you got you got lucky, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and if you start in February, you just missed the big Christmas and New Year's rush. So, <laughs> so even better. <laughs> right. Yeah. How did your body uh, get used to working? Like when you started, uh, you know, your first two weeks, was it rough working every day? Like, you know, 12, 16 hours a day? No, it was pretty natural. I mean, I think as uh, every GO, the, the life in the village is something that 
it's natural, right? You've been- well, yeah. After after a while, not at first. At first, when you do seven days a week, everyone's like, "Yeah, it won't be a problem." And then you get to the reality, uh, especially if you like to party. Then, <laughs> then the uh, yeah. But th- there it is. I'm not a very much of a party guy, you know. Yeah. So uh, eventually, uh, because of my job, I would be uh, I, I wouldn't have to 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 stay late up night, you know. Uh, I could leave the. the the party a little earlier because I would have to get up early the next day for for the exertions, and I was never a very much out a very much outgoing person, so uh, uh, that fit to you know to my to my job description too. Well, speaking of you know you not being an you know extrovert outgoing person, did the uh, choreographer approach you to do the shows, or did you or did you, <laughs> did you approach the choreographer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to avoid that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, they found me. They found me in the <laughs> corner there, you know. Yeah. And uh, but it, but there was one show that I like to do, which was the lights and how how did we call that one? Or the fire ring and pool. Oh, you mean like when all the like the flaming torches and everything? Yes. The, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, like a fire yes. and water show. Yes. Okay. Fire and water show. That show I like doing. Because because it was outside. Yeah, but definitely definitely the choreography. I wasn't very much into it, but my first, uh, my first chef de village, Yves Mongy, he had a pretty easy choreography, which you could follow easily. So I didn't have a problem with that. Later on, if you, re- if you recall in Paradise Island, I couldn't very well follow the, the moves. So An- Angie Boucher, our, our chef de village, Angie Bauscher, she uh, assigned me to the role as a, as a penguin in the show, right? Because the penguins didn't have to dance well. That's right. <laughs> or I would be, right? Or I would be up there on the, on the spotlight. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. See, well, I used to pretend... But- I used to pretend to Gabby. I didn't know how to dance, but she, it, it, I, I could never pull it off like you, like you did. You know, she never believed me. So <laughs> I still got stuck in the shows. Thanks, Gabby. <laughs> yeah. But talking about uh, the, the light and water show, uh, one occasion yes. was pretty, pretty funny because Yves Mongy decided to follow on with the show, even though it was a, a night that was shaken up to be uh, full of thunderstorms. And uh, in fact, in the middle of the of the show, it poured rain and there was lightning everywhere. And even though uh, it was that way, we, we did the show all the way to the uh, to the end, right? And uh, I remember me and a colleague Sylvia Zimmerman, who was from the the office, uh, the, admin, the the reception, right? And uh, and we decided to to write a, a manifesto, like for the rights of GOs and, and uh, how come, you know, we, we are put into this situation. And of course, we didn't deliver it to Yves Mongy because he was such a nice guy and we basically uh, just forgot about it. I'm, but I'm it, sure was, it, was, <laughs> it was funny. I'm, I'm sure the guests were, were probably thinking you guys probably called in that thunderstorm to go along with the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guests were probably thinking that. And, have- it was, and, and it was a great show anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but the guests was the guests were all inside, right in the covers, and we yeah. were outside That's getting your torches wet anyway, s- snuffed out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you already knew how to sail. You know, you mentioned water ski. Was there any uh, any sport that you got to try in your day off that you never got to do before? Did you learn any anything new there, sports wise? 
Yeah, water skiing, um, water skiing, uh, wakeboard actually, right? I I started in 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 Club Mad. I never did it before, and uh, and another thing that I didn't do very often, but I I used to dive before, but in Paradise Island, it was uh, it was what we did in our day, days uh, in our days uh, of jour uh, de congé in our day off. Yep, it was right. great to go to be able to go out and and dive in those awesome awesome uh, spots did rio das pedras offer diving as an excursion no no uh, the water there wasn't as 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 clear so it wasn't really a, a thing that was offered i think there were people that would go there and would look uh for for people who would take them diving but it wasn't a, a thing that the club would offer and so your season's going along everything's fine now how did you deal with eating um, meals with guests three times a day. Was that okay at first or it got better? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, the guests were, were pretty nice. Most of them are there to enjoy their, enjoy their time. So I, I never had a problem with that. And it's, uh, it's a, a pretty civilized environment. So we're eating along with, with our, our guests and they're interested in, in what, we're, what we do uh, in the club and and all that, things that repeat themselves every week, right? Pretty much the same explanations every week and for, for, for the new guests. About how long did you, did you spend uh, in Rio das Pedras your first season? How many months, roughly? Roughly, I would say uh, 10 months, 8 to 10 months. Okay. Did you have mm-hmm. to do a, a Bastille Day Preparations and did you know what Bastille Day was? Was there a lot of French in the, the village? The 14th of July. Yes, Monsieur. No, I know. I don't remember doing Bastille Day. Okay. Did they do that? Maybe they did. Well, I don't know. I don't know in I don't Brazil. Recall. I don't know if in Brazil they did, but I yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't know what was going on when I started my first season. So uh, depending, I guess yes, how many French you had in your village. If you only had five, then I'm sure they probably weren't going to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah we didn't we didn't have to but do it I, in australia when i was in australia we didn't have to do it because uh, there were hardly ever any any french in australia but if you're in martinique or oh yeah oh, somewhere yeah, yeah. like yeah. yeah then you'd have to do it oh god yeah <laughs> were you how can i put this that first season were there any geos or managers or chef service that that gave you that you know made a good impression on you that you liked i think all the all the chef de service uh, they they were you you could see why they were chef de service right and but the one that i was closer to was the the excursion manager uh, bruno he was a pretty nice guy worked to make our work to make our, our life easier was he from france Yes. Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Quick side question before I forget to ask you this. Did you ever, or do you ever today still dream, have a dream, recurring dream that you're back at Club Med, like working? Oh, wow. Often. I often do that. (laughs) Me me too. Yeah. (laughs) And it won't stop. I guess everybody, huh? Yeah. It just doesn't go away. (laughs) Doesn't go away. That's amazing. Yeah. And and situations like, oh, how, how would I get to my to my job I'm, what i'm doing here and i need to get somewhere to, for my for my task now and yeah that's right it's funny 
or if you hear a song, well, we'll get into that, the song thing after when we get to paradise, but <laughs> all right, near the end of your season, did you, uh, did you have to fill out a dream sheet? Did they ask you where you wanted to go your second season or you just, went did I, home? I, I well, you went, did you go back home or they just said, you know what, you're going here. <laughs> no, at the end of the season, uh, there was a, the, there was a, a job opening as a manager and excursions manager in, uh, in Itaparica. So I followed that that opportunity uh, naturally. Oh, really? So you went yes. first, first season excursion geo, and then your second season was as the manager? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, but in Itaparica, the manager is pretty much the the excursion geo, right? There's no, there are no well, excursion well, depending, geos working there, for you. Well, well, depending on the village. Like, I know some villages there's big teams, right? And excursions, like I, I can't mm-hmm. recall which ones, but I know there were big, big teams, but yes, some, some resorts where, yeah, you're, you're, you're the manager and you do everything, right? Yeah, you're, there's only, you're in charge of yourself, but yeah, I, I do know there are, there were some villages that had massive. Excursions. Yeah. In Itapalika, we'd pretty much hire uh, local companies, transportation companies and uh, local guides for, for the, the day trip to Salvador. So, but there, there were also some pretty nice uh, excursions in, in Itaparica. Okay, so you finished Itaparica. Did so when I when I met you in Paradise was that your first season as sailing, or you did another one before that? Before yeah, Paradise, it was a, after Itaparica. It, it was first season of sailing. I actually took some time off from Clamat after Itaparica. Okay, um, I went traveling and ended up back in Rio working in a in a five-star hotel in Angra and near, near Club Mad. Uh, they were opening this new hotel there. I, I, oh. I helped, helped with the opening. Where, 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 where was the hotel? In Angra dos Reis, which oh. is uh, 20 miles from, from Itaparica. Okay. From, uh, sorry, from Rio das Pedras. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. I also, I did a couple of jobs in between. Uh, one of them was a, a surf photographer for a, a website the websites were starting at that time. And, really? Uh, it was the, yeah, this was the year 2000. Now, were you the guy and in the so, were you the guy in the water, avoiding the boards and the waves, or were you doing this from shore? From shore, uh, showing the surf conditions. And I remember we still wouldn't have the, this uh, this technology we have today. The camera I got was uh, fed with a disc, a soft disc, so I'd have to take the soft disk, take the pictures, and then pass them into a computer with which I would uh, send it off to the, to the website, uh, upload into the website. Oh, wow. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old technology. You must have got a lot of wipeout photos too, I imagine. Yeah. Also, yeah. All right. So how, how long a break? So if I met you near the end of 2002, are you saying you took, what, a year, a year or two break in between? Yeah, a year or two. I remember being on, on this old hotel in, in, Angra dos, in Angra dos Reis during the September 11th. And at that time, I said, oh, and I, I, I rem- at that time, I was actually trying to, to leave the, the, the job. And I said, no, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me keep this job. I don't know what's going to happen. So I stayed a couple more months there. And, uh, but finally... Uh, I moved again to, to Florianópolis, which is, which is a city further down south of Brazil, and uh, worked on another hotel, another opening there. And, uh, and finally, uh, I, when I decided that I do something, that I wanted to do something else, I, I called, I called Clamet office, 
asked about um, a job in, in, in sailing because I had uh, already got my, my sailing um, license in, in Brazil at the time when I was in Florianópolis. So I said, oh, why, why not uh, work and uh, go back to working club mad in sailing? And that's how I got to, to Paradise Island. Wow, you really don't need a license for that, eh? I never got one. <laughs> yeah, which shows but in Brazil, why, why you. Were, yeah, I know. Yeah, like in France, you have the brevet. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I, I learned. I learned everything in club ed. So, uh, but that's this is why you were a better sailor than I was. <laughs> yeah, but windsurfing, I pretty much learned in, in club mad as as I went. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, and, it takes uh, a lot. It takes a you know, you could learn to sail in 10 minutes, but uh, to learn how to properly windsurf, like, you know, feet uh -huh. straps and planing, that takes three months, you know. <laughs> and plus adjusting the right fin to the right size of sail. Yes, that's, uh, exactly. That's a whole secret in its own. Yeah, even the mast, uh, the, where your boom goes in relation to your chest, you know. Uh, yeah, there's so many things you have to adjust on a sail and board. <laughs> Whereas uh, sailing, you can just sailing, you get on the boat and go, right? Wind at your back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I was able, after Club Mad, I was able to uh, improve my, my technique in windsurfing in Florida. When I moved to Florida, I, I joined this, uh, this uh, sailing and windsurfing club in, in Central Florida, which was owned by a former GO, Tio Dornelas. And he pretty much taught me all my my uh, higher skills in, in, in windsurfing, and it was a great experience. So are you he saying, and his, are, you, are you saying you could air jibe now? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, he and his he and his <laughs> wife Susie, they were GOs in Itaparica way oh. before I I ever dreamed of being a GO. And so uh, when I was living in Florida and I went around looking for a job and 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 sailing, I I met them and. They took me right in. How many times did you wipe out trying to air jibe? 100, 200? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I don't recall. Uh, well, yeah. That's, many, um, many. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Everyone that's one of the hardest moves to learn and uh, when surfing, I wish I could describe it, but uh, I gave up on it. Okay. <laughs> I got tired of eating uh, salt water. All right. So now I'm going to come to the point where, so it's me, you, Big Big and Kim, Kim from California. Uh, Great Renato, team. Mar married to Renato, Renato, who was, yeah. I, I just interviewed him. So his uh, interview will be on before you. And, you know, it was a uh, winter. So as you know, in Club Ed, if it's really too windy, none of the boats can uh -huh. go out. It's too dangerous. So that's when we would have our fun. And when it was, uh, the sailing shack was closed for sailing, you would, you would play the song by Coldplay. And I, I, what I, <laughs> and it used to irk me because I hated the song. The song was yellow. <laughs> I'll yeah, start yeah, it yeah. off. Look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. Okay, that's the start of the song. Now, uh, uh -huh. it, it irked me even more when we recently reconnected about this podcast and you did, you had absolute, <laughs> absolute zero recollection of this song. Am I right? I had and, zero yeah. recollection. That's and I, right. And I thought, how dare you? How dare you forget what you put me through? <laughs> but the happy ending yeah, to the story is, honest to God, I don't hear it often, but whenever I hear yellow now, I only think of the time that me, you, Big Bing, and Kim spent on the beach and all the fun times we had, you know, when, when sailing was was closed and making hot tea. So, it, you know, it is a positive thing now for me. Like, I, I, I listen, when I hear that song, I, I just, I listen to it fondly. Yeah, so. Great memories. Yeah. Great memories. <laughs> because that's the thing, right? You associate one, usually one song with a, with a resort, right? And for me, 
even though it's a song I didn't like. And after you told me about it, then I went to when you after after you told me about it, and I went on to to look for it and listen to it. I, I recall, yes, okay. yes, we okay. did we did listen a lot to that song. Well, yeah, only because you kept playing it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if Big Big liked that song, but I know I was. Uh, it was kind of for me. It was nails on a chalkboard type of thing, and I have nothing against Coldplay. I, I actually like. I actually like Chris Martin. I think he's uh, hilarious. He was on an episode of Modern Family, uh, making fun of himself, and I thought, wow, that's pretty cool of him to do that, you know. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I have a I had a great time in, in Paradise with you guys. It was uh, it was a very good season. Lots of talent there. Did you like that season? I loved it. It was a great season. And um, the team was was a lot of fun to work with. No, uh, you were you were you <laughs> no. were you were even more chill more chill than I was. Like I like I thought, wow, this, I met someone more low key than me. So yeah, I don't know where that would where that would have come from. But you uh, <laughs> you always seem you remember to the ep- that episode, uh, Greg. That episode oh, no, of the no no. Let's not bring it up. Tell me after we we uh, we stop recording. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remind me after you know which recording. one i'm talking about no 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 no, I'm, no I'm, honestly i don't but, but re- hey if, if you can forget the song yellow i could forget something that ha- it's funny my memory there's people that tell me there's people that tell me something oh greg remember we did this and i, I have zero but i can remember a backstage mm-hmm. conversation from the year 2000 backstage at columbus isle yet someone says oh no greg you did this and this and that and i, and I just don't remember so i guess i have selected <laughs> selective memory but, selective uh, memory but no no it's true this is a true story i i can remember a conversation i had like and what was said exactly but you tell me i did something major and i'm like huh i don't remember but you know it could have been the calique beer i was drinking then. But it was not know. it was not much about you it was more about the weather oh no that well, we uh well, I that found we, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to well, say no, it. no, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. No, no. Only positive, <laughs> only positive stuff. But, but, it, but, but it is positive. It is. So okay. It, okay. Well, I you, guess it's you not it, negative. If you think the, it's positive. The weather you, cannot, the weather can't be something negative, right? The weather is just the weather. Uh, well, no, it can because uh, GMs pay a lot of money to come on vacation. And when it rains, they actually ask you, uh, when is it going to stop raining? And my God, I've, and I'm sure you've been in resorts where the rain goes on three days or more, right? And every day you wake up, you're like, oh, my God, it's raining again. Bar games, you know, so true for GMs. Yes, it's it's negative. And uh, well, maybe for us, if you're if you're a land sports geo and you've spent three days at the main bar. Yeah, it gets to you. (laughs) (laughs) So I I would call it a bit negative. (laughs) I I recall that resort more than anything. uh, But you're not. You're not curious. You're not curious about it. No. Well, if you think it's positive, then, you know, you know, you can go ahead. it's curious. Remember when we uh, we had a sudden change of, of the, the weather, not not actually the weather, but the, the, the ocean. Yeah, it got the really, waves started. Yeah, yeah started exactly. Bouncing. And we had our, our our boat on our boat moored there right in front of the beach shack. Yes. And we had our, such a hard time to take it out that we didn't take it out. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> that was the episode. That OK. OK. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I remember someone's throwing their back, throwing their backpack on the beach, and then the wave came and took it, took the backpack out to sea. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? In that in that village, I recall being asked, but I don't know why. More French people asked me what was the temperature of the ocean than any other <laughs> resort I've been in, and got mad at me when I didn't know what the temperature. Like I carry a, thermom- a thermometer on me, you know. <laughs> 
And it actually, I started looking up like how, how to find out the temperature of the ocean every day. And I asked him, why, why are you asking? He goes, because Greg, when, <laughs> when we buy postcards and we send them home to our friends in France, we want to be able to tell them what the temperature of the ocean is because they're in the snow right now. And I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. Sure. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. You want to stick it to your friends. Okay. I get it. <laughs> that, that, that I can get on board with. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. You know what I find interesting? You did your, like, because I've, I've heard that, um, and Renato was mentioning that's like, when you're a Brazilian GO, sometimes it takes a very long time for you to leave that zone, right, and come to the North American zone. So I think mm-hmm. you, even after a season in Rio das Pedras and Taparica, you, you call them back after a two-year absence, and they give you uh, the Bahamas. So you must have been pretty excited, right? Oh, yeah, it was great. I was, I was very happy. You probably and, should have taken uh, a, probably taken a break sooner, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that seemed to be the way to go. Like, okay, I'll take off two years here, and then boom, I'll get the Bahamas. <laughs> and it actually uh, gave me the opportunity to, uh, you know, it, it basically changed my life, right? Because uh, I met the mother of my son in, in in the Bahamas, right, as a GM. That's true. Okay. Yes. I was going to ask you about that. That's yes, that's correct. And then paradise was your, your last uh, resort. And then you went to Florida, correct? And then I went to Florida that's right. Okay. That's right. And, 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 and today I have my, my beautiful 14 year old who lives in, in Florida, Kai. 14. And yeah. Kai, yeah. I, I love that name. K-A-I. You're right. Yeah. Oh, I love that name. This is amazing. 14. Oh my goodness. I just, I just aged. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> in my mind's eye, I still see you on the beach. Like no one's really aged, you know. Like I, I remember you. How I remember you in Club Med. But when they say I have a fourteen-year-old, like ooh, <laughs> brings me back to reality. And in, our, and in our dreams of Club Med, we 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 don't age. Either. It's true. It's true. But I, just once, I'd like to be there on vacation and not working in my dream. You know, even, I can't even I can't even enjoy <laughs> that it in my happen, dream. Though we are always working. I'm, in yeah, our dreams. <laughs> I'm hauling I'm hauling luggage. I'm doing fruit massages. Yeah. I'm like really? <laughs> All right. Oh, not fair, not fair. Okay. So, all right. Now, of all the resorts you you did, the two in Brazil and Paradise, I usually ask like to ask this question about the magical season. Now, did you find that your first season was the most magical? Or do you just remember each village in a in a different way and you like them all in your own way? Yeah, I think I like them all in their own way. Each one had it, their their own particularities and they're nice things. Bahia was great. The, the ambience was great in, in, in Itaparica. Rio das Pedras was a beautiful place. In Bahamas, we met so many uh, different people and, and uh, the ocean was uh, awesome. Now, I have a question I like to ask because it's about dumb questions. Now, you know, Club Med is famous for people asking dumb questions. Do you, uh, do you recall a favorite one that you were... That you were asked or um like you know like when when is it gonna stop raining when is the eight o'clock uh a.m aerobics you know do you uh, or when you were an excursion geo did you anything any kind of funny funny something funny happen like uh do you have a favorite club med story you don't tell that often yeah one club med story i don't tell it was funny for those who saw it i don't think you were you were uh in the in the paradise island yet when i started Probably into the 
third or fourth week, but definitely into the first month of me working in, in Paradise Island, uh, when when I was pushing a uh, a hobby cat into the into the water, a wave came and I took the steering bar right into my mouth and broke my front tooth. Oh no! So I was oh yeah. <laughs> But it was funny because I was just like Alfred Newman, you know, smiling. <laughs> okay. And um, but I went the, the very same day. I was taken to the to the dentist, and they fixed it and got the smile back because in Clamati, you gotta have your smile. That's right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but I yeah, I could see that happening with the. It, so it must have been really wavy that day, right? Yeah, it caught me by surprise. Now, did you have a favorite? Because uh, you know how in Club Med, like I, I explained it that. I explained it to GMs after I got to know them. I said, your job when you get here is to kill yourself. And my job is to prevent you from killing yourself. So you know how in sailing, there's always an expert who's, who claims he did the wit bread and he's been sailing 20 years and then you give him a boat. <laughs> and the first thing he does is capsize it under the dock. So did you have any uh, trick questions for people who claimed they were expert yet you felt they, they, they were not? Did you ever have any trick questions? Like me, I use the I use the main three, but did you have a special uh, technique to find out if they really knew how to sail? I don't think I got any, any anybody like that. You uh, didn't? Oh, you're lucky. Okay, <laughs> I guess they all yeah. they, they all came to me then. Okay. <laughs> no, those that weren't uh, that weren't experienced, I think um, they showed it right away. And uh, well, no, they they want to. These people wanted to take the boat out by themselves, not with you. So uh, I mean, when a, when a windsurfer did this, I, I knew right away because you tell them, okay, go pick up the board and walk into the water, and they would do mm -hmm. it completely the wrong way. They wouldn't go in back yeah, first. They wouldn't know how to. They, carry they, they'd it. Yeah. go in front first with the six foot wave over there, <laughs> and I'd say stop. Okay, <laughs> so you know, but in sailing, yeah, but know, but I think the more challenging was when the the conditions were rough and people wanted to take the boats anyway. Yeah. And uh, I think you recall sometimes we will have to to get the boats out of the out of the reef there yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then yeah, yeah. I remember one one gentleman he he fell off his boat and he couldn't get back on, and that that's like a big no no. You have to be able, you know, if you capsize, you have to be able right not only to upright it but get back on. And he couldn't. And me and another yeah. uh, person, I can't remember if it was you, we had to go help him on to the catamaran. Yeah, wow. one, uh, whenever they capsized and they were completely upside down, eventually the mast could hit the bottom and, yeah, and the stick stick there. The turtle. And then right? you wouldn't be able. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to to uncapsize it. Yeah, call that turtling. The turtle. <laughs> That's pretty bad when it gets that uh, to that state when the mast is uh, yeah touching the bottom of the ocean floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it was it, it was just not as deep that it could happen, right? Yeah. Exactly. All right, sir. Last question. Uh, if there's someone listening who is thinking about applying to Club Med, do you recommend they try it out for six months? What do you say? Trying it out for six months? Yeah. That's, say some, 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 little... say someone's thinking about should they should they apply? Like you know, will they have fun? Will they? You think it's a good experience? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think it's a it's a way to uh, indulge in doing what you what you you like. Many jobs in Club Mad, you're going to be just doing that. It's it's just fun. It's just nice to have uh, to work with people who are enjoying them, themselves, right? Well, I always enjoy it. And uh, it's, a, it's a great experience. I always enjoyed uh, working with you, and I have yeah, nothing but 
fond, fond memories of that time with you in paradise. So I really want to, uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time to come on and share your story with us. I really, really thank yeah, you. It was, it was great working with you too, uh, Greg, and, and great memories. Uh, I, I think I kept mostly just the, 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 the nice stuff, you know, which is the majority of, of, of my experiences in Club Mad. Yeah. And um, and the teams were we we meet so many great people, you know that we keep in touch for for life, like um, like ourselves here, or like uh, Renato who you met, and uh, we still keep in touch. Or Big Big, and uh, and that's I think that's the most is the, the most important part of it. The, the connections we we make in, in Club Mad they 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 stay for life. Could not have said that better myself, sir. I really want to thank you again. So ladies and gentlemen, that was my friend Philippe from Brazil, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Say bye, Philippe. Bye. Ciao.